1: walk into a stadium, 8,000 people, they all want you to lose. But as long as you got your 26 guys ready to kick ass or kick butt, you're going to be all right. Sorry, I swear. Salutations, everyone. You may not recognize this voice. It's me, Steve, your friend, your pal, joined by my friends and pals, Jake and Jordan, coming back at you in 2023 for yet another season of the shock factor podcast fellas it is great to be back how are you guys feeling
2: steven when you say yet another that makes me feel like we've been doing this a lifetime which is not the case this is just year two but i hope we can do this a lifetime because last season i had so much fun doing a podcast with you I, I do plenty of podcasts with Jake, but that's just normal. That's fun too, but adding you into this into this uh, normal Jake and Jordan podcast dynamic has been a delight. It has been a privilege, and I cannot wait to do it all over again this season.
0: Nothing like a little podcasting polyamory is what I always say. You know, I look outside, Steve, and by the time people are listening to this, it's February first, and as far as I'm concerned, that is the college baseball equivalent of fuckitani fill. You walk outside. And you, if you see green grass and green grass that you can hit a baseball on, mm. it's time for the season. That, to
1: that's done. a good point about Fuxatani Phil. I forgot about him. Um, but you, you bring up a great point. And Jordan, just in rebuttal to your sentence, I, I may just cry. I might. That was so sweet. Thank you so much. I, I can't wait to get into <laughs>
0: it. So let, let's do it. So. Let's do it. Well, before we hop into, you know, the college baseball landscape, just let's, let's give people a sense of what this show is going to be. We're going to say hi. We're going to reintroduce ourselves, welcome ourselves back. Maybe this is the first time you're listening. Maybe you've been listening, you know, your entire lives. You've just been following us around and peeping into our conversations. Either way, we're going to make sure you feel up to speed. We're going to talk about what's been new in our lives. We're going to talk about what's been new in the world of college baseball. We're going to read a very real advertisement and then we're each going to talk about one college baseball thing we're thinking about before we say goodbye and tell you what our season preview plan is going to be. But let's start out with you, Stephen Shock. What's your deal, man? Who are you, and what do people need to know about
1: you? Uh, my deal is I'm Stephen Shock. I used to play college baseball, and then one day I just stopped. I didn't. Um, some people you call quick it graduate. cold turkey. Yeah, quick cold turkey, just rip the band-aid off, I was was done. Um, But yeah, and then I missed baseball, so I decided to tweet a lot about baseball, because I had this little interview thing a couple of years back now, and a lot of people followed me on Twitter, and I wanted to serve them the best way possible, so serve them up my favorite dish of college baseball. And I've just kind of been rolling with it, and then you guys reached out to me about talking about college baseball with my mouth instead of my thumbs. I was like, "Hey, that sounds like a pretty good idea," and um, that's kind of how we got here, I think. Just a brief yeah, summary. I think,
2: I think that is a fair way to put it, and and Jake and I, uh, you know, we've been been lucky enough to be talking about baseball uh, for a living for a little bit longer, um, for a variety of different places, but for the most part, until last year. That had really been about Major League Baseball, which, OK, yeah, they they throw really hard and they're all big and strong and they follow a bunch of rules and they make a bunch of money. But we always have had a, a hankering to to talk more in organized fashion about college baseball and to have that opportunity to do it with the D1 baseball folks, um, not, not to mention Steve. Uh, is is just an awesome opportunity, and we're excited to do it all over again, especially this year. You know, last season we started kind of in the middle of the year. This year we get to really ramp up and and prepare for a full college baseball season, which I can't
0: wait for. Steve, what is the number one thing that has happened to you since we last recorded? It's been many months since the Ole Miss Rebels dog on one another at the Chuck in Omaha. Months have passed. Empires have have you know risen and fallen uh but what is the number one thing that has happened to you
1: um I, I guess getting married i would say it was a pretty big one um nice a lot of people didn't think i'd ever be able to do it but here i am done it got a ring on and everything even though i'm in my home so everybody here both my wife and my dogs already know i'm married so wearing it around the house doesn't make much sense but i do it you know just it one of my favorite things, honestly, is just fidgeting with this thing. It, it's kind of fun. Mm. It, it's fun to do. Mm-hmm. So it, it's nice to always have like a little toy on me all the time. Mm-hmm. And being married fun too, you know, having someone you love, love you back. That's very nice and I'm very happy about it.
2: Right. It, it does sound, that sounds sweet. Um, I got engaged uh, since we last recorded, but um, so it's a good preview for me. So I appreciate that. Steve, how do you think you being a married man will kind of impact your college baseball commentary uh, in, in this season?
1: Um, You know, that's an interesting question. And I think it'll up it because he- here's why. Once you get married, the thing they don't tell you is you can just let yourself go. You know, I I could be 700 pounds by the end of the season. No no skin off my back. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, okay, well, legally it's a lot that harder. That ring ain't
2: coming off. <laughs> legally
1: it's a lot harder to get rid of me. So – it's going to be less time in the gym, more time on the couch, tweeting about college baseball, which is going to be the biggest difference. I, I'm kidding. I didn't. I, I don't really think there will be any differences. I didn't go to the gym last That's year fine. either. We um, don't want you to change,
2: so it works out. I, j- I just wanted to check. But yeah.
1: Also, congrats to you on the engagement. This is our mm. preseason prenuptial
2: I, podcast. I, I, yeah, I promise it won't affect my my commentary either. Um, Now, more importantly than our personal lives is that a lot has happened in college baseball since we last hopped on the mic and kind of reflected on the games that have been played, and this is most relevant because normally the college baseball offseason is not normally, you know, transactions did not used to be a part of the college baseball landscape, at least not to such an extreme degree. But just as we just spent our uh, winter as uh, MLB commentators, you know, looking at all the players that change teams, we have that opportunity to do it in a similar fashion um, in college baseball. And I would say that is probably the biggest thing that has happened since we last recorded is that many players... um, they, they just jumped in that portal real, real eagerly and will be playing
0: for different teams across the country, which makes things interesting for a lot of reasons, for a lot of reasons. Steve, Jake. for a, a newbie who might be listening, okay, mm-hmm. who is interested in why this past offseason was really like the first ever college baseball hot stove, could you go ahead and explain the transfer portal and why it's become such a huge part of this world?
1: So the transfer portal is really cool. Back in in the early days of the NCAA, there was a situation where student-athletes, they could transfer willy-nilly unlimited amount of times. And this hurt all the small schools because particularly in baseball, you know, coaches would just go to summer leagues, see where a kid's doing well. It's like, oh, this kid goes to a smaller school. I'm in the Power Five. I'm just going to swoop him right up. NCAA comes in. No more of that, they say, for a little bit. Don't remember when that happened, but there was a span from a while back to about this year where the transfer portal didn't exist and there was no one-time transfer for baseball, basketball, and football because those were the sports primarily affected. However, now, transfer portal's back. You can do it once. That's the one they'll give you, and then if you want to do it again, you just got to graduate, and then you get to do it again. It's pretty cool. But <laughs> the best thing about it is if a kid's unhappy at their program, regardless of playing time, regardless of what's going on, they can go find or, you know, get the chance to find happiness somewhere else, which, you know, in, in baseball in general, you know, the season gets very long. You spend a lot of time at the field, at practice, If you really aren't liking it, if you aren't jiving with it, you shouldn't be there, you know? And you should go somewhere where you can be happy. So that's why I like the transfer portal, because guys can play their season, at the end decide, you know, did I like it, did I not like it, and find somewhere else. And a lot of people, you know, sometimes it'll catch flack from people jumping ship, but I think what's really important about it is got these 17 and 18-year-olds making a decision of where they're going to spend the first time on their own away from home and they're doing it at 16 17 years old i don't know about you guys i wasn't making the best decisions at that age so i that's
0: why i like the portal well and as someone who transferred twice themselves it's no surprise that steven Schock is a fan of the transfer portal and with the addition of nil name image and lollipops uh there's a little bit more money floating around which means that players are matriculating to a number of spots and if you are new to this that's the thing to know about this offseason that was lsu the louisiana state university tigers have scooped up basically uh, like half the good baseball players <laughs> in college baseball <laughs> that's, that's maybe a bit of a
2: stretch, but yes, they did. Uh, of course, land probably the three highest-profile uh, transfers um, of the of the winter. Now, the first one that hey, or of the summer, I should say. See, I'm so used to talking about moves in the winter. Um, now the first one I think the first commit in the transfer portal was actually Christian Little, uh, out of Vanderbilt. He is a one who had graduated high school early and went and was one of the more uh, famous pitchers in college baseball. He was the first one to say I'm going to LSU. I was like, oh damn, all right, wow. If you're going to leave Vandy, I mean that that's that's got to be a pretty pretty big move. And that's when we started to sense like, uh oh, looks like LSU is going to be you know reeling in some some pretty big fish here. And then the biggest fish of them all, Tommy White, was like, hey, I'm taking my tanks down to Baton Rouge, and he will be hitting those home runs um, down there in Louisiana. And then for good measure, they also, three, four, four guys, I mean, it was more than just that, but they also bring in Paul Skeens, one of the more talented two-way players in the country, uh, coming over from Air Force, and then as if all that wasn't enough. Thatcher Hurd, who, in my opinion, is getting overlooked in this transfer madness, I think is one of the more impressive young pitchers coming over from UCLA. So LSU, who was very good last season, duh, uh, they have loaded up in a way that we have not seen possible in past college baseball seasons. And that is why this is so freaking exciting. Um, But Steve, of those four, who are you most excited about? I'm honestly, this is going to sound
1: weird, but Thatcher Hurd. I think last season he was one of the... I think he was the best freshman pitcher last season, hands down. Like, bar none. Every time he got the ball... I I think he had a slower start to the season, but once he, like, stopped being a high schooler and was like, wait, no, that's not who I am. I'm a college baseball player now. I'm a pitcher, not a thrower. And then he was like, okay, I'm just going to be the best at it. And he was. And that's why I'm excited for him. I feel... I will say I do feel bad for Christian Little because I feel like when he announced he was transferring, everyone was like, whoa, Vandy to LSU. That's sick. Like, that's big waves type of stuff. And then Tommy White committed, the like, the next day. And it was like, okay, Christian Little, welcome. But holy shit, it's Tommy White. And, like, I, I think it just downplays how good Christian Little is. And I think a lot of LSU fans are going to – Going to be reminded of how good he is this season and be pleasantly surprised.
2: Yeah, I, I think I mean I I think her I, I agree with you on hurt and I know he I think he maybe dealt with some injuries and his inning count was not quite as high as some of those other guys that I'm sure there's some Tennessee fans, um, screaming at you right now, uh, listening to you on the pod, but that's okay. There are a lot of great baseball players out there, as will become very obvious uh, throughout the course of this. Look, season.
1: it's it's the first um, so time yeah. I gave the Pac-12 love on this podcast. So. I was going to say yeah. we, we heard Pac, in theory former that, pack
2: that, yeah, in theory. Uh, uh, supposedly, allegedly, Thatcher heard pitched really well out in, in the Pac-12 on all of the televisions that we were watching <laughs> yeah. for sure. What is
0: allegedly, the... what do you guys say?
2: Pac-12. Oh, oh Jake looks really confused. It's yeah. How so, should we explain this to so him? So, Jake,
1: you're you're involved on MLB Twitter. I'm sure you've seen the videos of professional athletes going to Dave and Buster's and doing pull downs in the miles per hour machine, right? Yeah. So the Pac-12 <laughs> is when. You've had one too many Dave and Buster's brews, and you go to that machine, you redeem it, you get the balls, and then you launch them at the Pac-Man machine. That is the Pac-12. Oh. Yeah, because you get 12 12 times. Yeah. Yeah, 13th time they kick you out. So you get your Pac-12 in. Yeah.
2: And that's what Thatcher Heard was doing last year.
0: Baker's doesn't. Now, you know, for those of you tuning in for the first time, a running bid on their show is that the Pac-12 doesn't exist. Now, I have decided to change my persona. New year, new me, guys. And I am proud to announce that I will be Pac-12 guy for the year 2023. More like 2020 Pac-12.
1: Jake just tested for Pac-12 positive. Yeah. Is that a thing? All right,
0: well... Let's stick a stick up my nose. I'm positive
2: he for Pac-12. he says that now, guys. Let's check back in in a few weeks when he's you know <laughs> driving himself crazy and staying up late trying to see what how Arizona's bullpen is hanging on against. <laughs>
0: guys, we'll I just this asked Jeeves how I can watch the Pac-12 Network. You need and, it, and uh, he says he doesn't know. Don't so, you need to right. go through
1: so, TSA clearance
2: to get that?
0: I think you need clear to, to uh, watch the pack. Here's the thing.
2: I admire this claim, but we will hold you to it and we will is we will it, check back in later this season. Isn't
0: the pack 12 on um,
2: Quibi? <laughs> what? Quibi? Yeah. How many different subscriptions do you need to, to end up with it? That if anybody knows
0: how to uh, watch the pack 12, please, please let us know. Uh, the last thing we want to do here before we take a break, Steve. Is that if the MLB offseason is called the hot stove, what do we call this new thing we have, the college baseball offseason? Because it is not quite a hot stove because the transactions don't happen over the course of the winter, right? Kids get to school in the fall and then they're there, right? We really have this period in the summer where things are bubbling and news is breaking and whatever. So do you have any ideas of what we want to name the college baseball hot stove?
1: I have a few. Um, the first one is the air fryer that was just turned off, but only used on a reheat setting. A little mild. A mm. little mild. And, that rolls
0: <laughs> right off the tongue, Steve.
1: Yeah. See, that's why I liked it. Um, and the other was <laughs> recently turned off griddle.
2: Mm, okay. Mm. Like, still has a little bit of sizzle to it, is your point. Yeah,
1: It's still. it's still making good shit, but it's just, you know kind of going out it's of not steam. on anymore yeah you aren't you See, aren't full me, throttle
2: the whole time you know to me i think that the challenge here needs to be about it needs to be flipped summer related right the whole point of the hot stove is that it's keeping us warm during the winter during the moves during the winter all the stuff that's going on during the winter this is most this is really happening during the summer so do we need something that's like cooling us down but we're excited about like that's that's the other thing like it's almost like a like a thirst quenching situation um for like we are we are no college baseball stuff to talk about in august and then surprise we do because tommy white's going to lsu the cold towel there you go (laughs) this is i think we that's the line of thinking we need to be going towards uh,
1: along those lines could we go the the nipple bottle of gatorade
0: Oh, yes, Mm
2: -hmm. that is what people call that. And I think that I think I think that is more along those lines. What about the ice
0: bucket challenge? (laughs) You know, like that is an option.
2: That is an option. I I would imagine there is a at the same time. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, I think I'm just saying I think we'll we'll work on it again. This is the first time we've really gone through this. Right. So there's a there's a we will figure this out. What about something
0: with the portal like the, you know, like the the intergalactic uh, mm, highway mm. or the you know mm-hmm. something mm. space
2: trekky mhm i i mean i i mean I've, I've played portal portal's one of my favorite games i have to come up with some of the uh, some of the uh, terminology from that game we'll, we'll we'll come back to you on that one. i think what about but, what about the transfer window the window i think portal's way cooler than window so i, I think we already kind of have that in the right direction i wouldn't change that in my opinion but i again like please let us know the people listening to this you probably have better ideas you're thinking about the portal you're thinking about what what the hell we should call this time of the off season
0: and uh we'll figure it out i would say jordan before we do take that break the, the last nugget of big news is that we are going to have a third assistant that will be getting paid in the near future that news came out over the winter that in beginning in 2024, teams will be able to pay a third assistant. And Steve, this is big news for you as someone who played Division One college baseball. Uh, and you're around the type of people who are spending their time, their hours for well below their worth. So what does this type of news mean to you personally? And what do you think it's going to mean to the sport as a well? whole?
1: It just fires me up because, you know, I've had playing six years of college baseball, you come in contact with a lot of volunteer coaches and a lot, a lot of those guys, like there've been a lot of great coaches who just simply couldn't afford to coach anymore. Like plain simple. Cause they weren't making any money. So I think this is really not just good for, you know, the third paid assistant who's getting the paycheck, but the game of baseball in general, I really think it's going to give us access to a lot of different new coaches and new ideas That we otherwise wouldn't have because these guys would, you know, have to have to give out at some point because, you know, you can only make zero dollars for so long before you're like, hey, I should probably be making money for the work I do. So I'm good on the NCAA for finally uh, doing something about it. I wish they would just say it's required to pay them, Um, but they're still working on the legal mumbo jumbo of it. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Steve, do you think that this will change your life trajectory? That maybe, you know, there's a spot for you on Brian's staff?
1: <clears throat> I, I would love that. I think the only way I would be accepted into a staff is in, like, uh, the Kevin Costner character in Bull Durham, except I don't catch. So I'm just, like, bitter all the time in the bullpen in the dugout, like, looking at all the bright-eyed and bushy-tailed kids saying, hey, look at this kid. It's not all sugar and rainbows as I'm just grimy and in the corner just to let them know. Sugar like, sugar and
0: rainbows.
1: Just, just let them know what could happen if it doesn't work.
2: Yeah. The thing is, Steve, yeah, is that is that the kind of energy um, <laughs> Coach O'Connor wants to bring on this program? Probably maybe, not. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe there's value in having the grumpy guy that's kind of giving him the reality check. Um, but I feel <laughs> like. I feel like one of your strengths is that you make people smile.
1: Yeah, I think I think <laughs> everyone so... would know it's a bit, so that's where it would get me oh, into trouble. Okay, where I'd be like, Steve, your life's fine, dude. <laughs> Everything's okay, yeah. but that's that's yeah. all part of the bit, you know. You got to run with it. But no, I don't think I'd be a good college
2: coach. Okay, well, that's very that's very. Um... Uh, what's the word? I, I give you credit for. Or, oh, <laughs> and, and honest. <laughs> maybe, maybe people, maybe you'd actually be better as a hitting coach. Yeah, what? just like kind of giving guys like the best possible, just like getting them in the in the best <laughs> headspace. Not necessarily, you know, technical tips. Steve's but like, maybe. I
0: know what it looks like to give up a bomb.
2: Oh. Trust me.
1: Look, when they they throw a cement mixer right down the middle, we got to hammer that one, guys. Um, Here, let's practice. I'll throw some. Um, (laughs) But, no, I'd be – Exactly. You know how, like, every every movie about training, they get to a certain point and the coach goes, I can no longer train you. You must just say screw it and do it. I would just be the screw it and do it guy. Like, that's all – Because – I couldn't train them past without the 12. training
2: Like <laughs> without the training. You just yeah. skip straight to that.
1: Yeah. It's like, <laughs> let's skip the training montage, go straight to the emotional scene about how I I'm whittling out. And this is the last performance I'll ever witness before I die somehow. And go get them kid.
0: The <laughs> player development in coach Steve's program is a slap on the butt and a go get them. <laughs> uh, and with that, Let's take a quick break, Jordan but, uh, and Steve. But before we take a break, we do have a, a sponsor this week. Oh, for word from our
2: sponsor. We, we were so lucky to be sponsored by so many real and great companies and concepts <laughs> on last season's uh, run of podcasts that we were fortunate enough for the season premiere to find another one. Uh, so, Jake, why don't you tell us about who is sponsoring our show this
0: week? Today's show is brought to you by winter shorts up early for a a 6am lift, have to trudge through the snow and the cold to get to the athletic center, but you're too lazy to put on pants. Well, try winter shorts, the perfect outside outfit for going to the indoors. Now these shorts have no special lining or fur or fleece. They aren't warmer than any other shorts. But if you're more stubborn than a paper towel in a rainstorm, then boy, oh boy, are these shorts for you. Whether you're an athlete or just a schlub walking around, winter shorts, grab a pair before it gets warm. Thanks to winter shorts our, for sponsoring this episode. Our friends uh, playing
2: in some warmer climates are very confused about what you're suggesting as a specific attire. But thank you to winter shorts for, for bringing their brand to our um
0: to our, our program. Steve, do you have experience with winter shorts?
1: Yes, I do. Actually, there was one year when I was at one college that, um, we got our winter workout shorts and they didn't have pockets. So that was fun. I would play a game every morning of be cold and drop my stuff. So it was, it was always good.
0: Okay. So you have the no pocket shorts. You're going to a morning practice. You're wearing compression socks, sneakers, a sweatshirt and your no pocket shorts, right? Yes. And so all of your stuff is in the, like the pouch of your sweatshirt.
1: Which is really great. Cause then you get excited and it pendulums right into your nuts. That's my favorite thing about it. <laughs> I remember that every morning or God forbid you're late till you're, you're running close to late. I'm saying like maybe I park and there's five minutes to get in there. I'm running down the late. staircase just speed bagging my nuts with all my stuff because it's in my hoodie pocket, you know?
0: Now, maybe this is antithetical to our sponsors, uh, ideology, but did you think about wearing pants over your shorts?
1: (laughs) I thought about it, but (laughs) believe it or not, what I actually did was I wore shorts with pockets under my shorts with no pockets and cut holes in the shorts with pockets. Pants might've been easier, but Hey, this is about winter shorts. This isn't about pants.
0: Winter shorts. You might as well call them winter shorts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Winners only. All right, well, thank you uh, for that sponsorship. Very real, very real important um, loved product across this great nation. And before we get out of here, we did want to do one more segment um, to kind of preview this season as as it is coming up oh so rapidly. And uh, Jake gave us a little bit of homework as we prepare for this assignment. Just one college baseball thing that we are each thinking about, as you described it, Jake, is something that is like a popcorn kernel stuck in a molar. It's just, it's just there. I just, It's just as the season approaches, we're like, what about this thing? What about this thing? Um, Jake, would you like to start us off with what your thing is that you cannot stop thinking about?
0: I can't stop thinking about Tennessee. And, you know, we talked about them incessantly last year. They were the focus of every living, breathing moment of the college baseball season until they weren't. But what I am interested in, how does the bully react when they're the ones getting their pants pulled down? OK, Ooh. Tennessee was knocked out in embarrassing fashion on home turf by Notre Dame in the Super Regional. Every basically every single position player that mattered to them graduated. Uh, and we or draft, went to Pro like, ball. What you say? <laughs> went to Pro ball. more Oh, accurately. yeah, sorry, I went to Pro ball. I'm very, very in my D3 mind right there, Jordan. Uh, yes. You know, and I'm just going to be interested to see if they're able to uh, move with that same level of swagger when they aren't winning 50 whatever the fuck games every year. Now, they obviously do. Uh, boast the best <laughs> pitching rotation in the country. And that will certainly give them the ability to win many games between Drew Beam, Chase Dolander, and Chase Burns, all of whom are back atop the rotation, three of the best starters in the country. But on the offensive side, it's a whole lot of question marks, except for Blake Burke, is like the only starter who's returning. Uh, I know they have some transfers, but it's just, it'll be very interesting. They just played with such bravado last year. They played like they were better than everyone else because they were better than everyone else. What happens? It's almost like, like what happens when a a, a sw- like a, a very confident swagged up rapper loses their edge, right? Drops a – like, what happens to the the entire vibe? Does it crumble upon itself?
2: Yeah, or do all the new position players just become the Jordan Beck and the Drew Gilbert and the you know Jarell Ortega and all those guys, right? Um, that's what I'm kind of wondering because because it's such a new team it's an opportunity to kind of create a new identity but to your point it's like you're still Tennessee and the fans are going to be the same <laughs> like the fans especially at home are still going to be kind of expecting the same kind of thing and it's still Tony V so I'm with you man I'm I'm very fascinated with them and again when your are pitching is that good like you're still going to be awesome but um, out of personality wise what are you expecting steve from, yeah, uh, from I'm, the old volunteers
1: i mean when you're around a team where you know all these guys going to pro ball you want to emulate them you want to be like okay well how did they get there how they do it and you look at guys like jordan beck and drew gilbert they did it by playing super well but also like you know with a chip on their shoulder while they did it so i think those young guys they saw that and they're gonna try to emulate that as best they can i personally think they're still going to be good like they, they weren't just good last year because a bunch of studs randomly came together. It's because they had development, and they, they picked those studs and developed them. So I think, I still think they're going to be successful. I'm just interested to see the level of bravado they bring to it. I really do like the way Jake put it of the, uh, 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 what what kind of rapper did you say, Jake?
0: Uh, Uh, You know, like a confident, swagged up rapper. Yeah, swagged up rapper.
1: I I like thinking of like 50 Cent on stage at a concert and his mom walks out and is like, you got to go clean your room. What would happen? We don't know. (laughs) So that's what we're going to find out.
0: (laughs) And I want to be very clear. They enter the season ranked second in the country. This is an incredibly talented, good baseball team, right? But it is not what we had last year. No one will ever do really what they did last year. We'll never really see that again. And so I'm just curious what the second movie looks like. You know, Godfather 1 was great. Godfather 2 was just as good. You know, but there are tons of examples of, you know, you think about Spy Kids, right? Spy Kids 1 mm-hmm. was I do as think good about Spy Kids. kids yeah, often. Spy Kids 2 was just as good as Spy Kids 1, right? Mm-hmm. Shrek 2, just as good as Shrek 1, mm-hmm. right? So there are examples of sequels... Living up to the hype. However, there are tons of sequels that do not.
2: But I think, as I, I believe, on, on another D1 pod uh, before earlier on in this preseason. Aaron Fitt referenced the, the team after the team, right? Sometimes it is the team after the team that does get it done so you could look at it that way and all of the shortcomings, you could say that the, the way, the things that they screwed up, right? And we're going to talk a lot about the concept of unfinished business on this podcast they definitely fall into that uh, into that bucket as well I'm sure that the, the returning players certainly on the pitching staff will be extra motivated from that standpoint so, yeah, Tennessee's a great one Steve,
1: do you want to go? Yes, I'll go um, what I've been thinking about, I saw it in a tweet last uh, last spring when the kid like signed or whatever. His name is Gerangelo Sin- Sanche, I believe is how you pronounce it. He throws with his left and right hand for Mississippi State, and what blows my mind is just all the situations he can be used in, and all the situations this kid's gonna face in his life. Of like, he's gonna play catch twice every time every time like coach goes hey gerangelo how are you feeling today Uh, i feel like shit but how's the right side feeling oh it feels great what (laughs) um yeah gerangelo we need you to get hot for the next guy okay do you want me to throw left-handed or right-handed i don't know or like what if he gets shelled right-handed i'm not saying that's gonna happen i think he throws like mid-90s from the right side but what if he what if he just gets shelled and he's like i'm a lefty now forever Like, just going to be lefty the whole time. Like, what what happens? I'm just excited. I'm excited. No matter what happens, I am excited to see the show. And I think he's going to put on a pretty good show.
2: I could not agree more. Uh, He's someone who kind of got on my radar. I think, yeah, going into his senior year, uh, probably a year or two ago um, in high school in Florida. And, yeah, he is (laughs) – we've had – listen, we've had the the Pat Venditti – of the world. And I'm sure he was a big deal in college, but like now when Pat Venditti was in college, um, we were not, we didn't have, we were not tweeting about college baseball every day, but for someone on Mississippi state, uh, this is going to get a lot of attention very fast as it should. And the fact that he's clearly very good from both sides, like this is not just this is going to be part of their plan and they're going to have to figure out how to do this. You know, it's not just something that they're doing for fun or or like, oh yeah, you can kind of mess around with it. Like they are clearly planning on deploying this in some way and I'm so excited to see what it looks like. Yeah,
1: it's like, Um, it's a gimmicky thing, but he's legit in his gimmick, you know? Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I feel bad even calling it a gimmick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like a guy who's just weird and just owns it and that's what he does. And like, could you imagine just being on his team and being like, yeah, this guy just carved you up left-handed and right-handed. Like, what are you going to do? We, we found a guy who can do it from both sides. You guys currently don't have a guy who can do it from one. Like, the chirps are endless, and there's great opportunity there.
2: I also love that he's at Mississippi State because of what happened to them last year. Like, they need all the, like, good, just, like, flush new faces, new guys, like, healthier, just different stuff to flush whatever the hell happened in 2022 and he will be a great way to do that. So they needed, I'm amped
0: about yeah, that. Yeah. Mississippi state needed like a, they need like a juice cleanse, you know? <laughs> they need, yes. Well, they're they like a pre colonoscopy, really, whatever they make you take for the you know whole, I mean? for the whole
2: program. Yes. I believe it's taco Bell, um,
1: chicken wings. Um, that's a not great a way mad. to do that.
2: I, not all. definitely not. Uh, friends. Uh, here's my topic. Home runs. You know about home runs, Steve? Uh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: they ring a bell. You know a home run, so right? you've 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 seen some homers, hit some homers, allowed some homers.
0: Jake, you you know about home runs? I have allowed uh, two, and just two. I have hit uh, two, okay, both in the little league.
2: Twos okay. are hot. So the reason I'm the reason I'm bringing this up that's that's sick, Jake. that You've only allowed two home runs, but college baseball as a whole last year allowed. The most home runs we've really ever seen. Certainly in the postseason, it was more homers than we ever saw in a postseason. And what I am very curious about is if that is going to continue. And while, Jake, while I am kind of tired of the ball discourse in MLB, I think in college I do think it is interesting. And I do think that, like, we got so used to the, the amount of dingers that we were seeing <laughs> during the season last year. And then by about, like, early May we were wake- we we're like, holy shit, there's been how many home runs? Like, And, and I was looking <laughs> at some of the stats and I was just like, wait that guy on that team had 19 homers like and that's awesome i love that and and i i'm curious for you guys if you would love it for it to just be exactly the same and it's just crazy 20 to 19 or if you would like to see maybe some level of balance because i i honestly don't know <laughs> but i do think that it could be very different compared to to what we had last season i have no idea yeah so i what do you think steve
1: i wanted to stay the same but my biggest change i would make is everyone uses the same ball because like there's some conferences out there that use like wilson baseballs and mm. like think about that team then they get to omaha and it's like oh, our pitches don't bend anymore like my left my left turn isn't going left because the seams are different or whatever i just want everyone to use the exact same one because it just makes mm-hmm. it so much simpler you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i yeah and i want to see the, a bunch the... of
2: bombs you know okay so that part you're cool with yeah. you're cool with the the insanity that we had in the Oklahoma state regional it was like so sick. I, I think I agree I think I agree uh, I'm just I, I am curious I hope we don't have some level of whiplash if it goes back to Something where it's like Tommy White only hits 20 homers and we're not like, oh, what a disappointment (laughs) if everybody else hits 15. Shame. Um, I'm very curious about that. But, Jake, do you have any... uh, uh, I know the bat is also part of this
0: conversation, (laughs) as we maybe Um, saw. So, what I don't want is bunt fest. I don't want... Don't want to go back to that. No. That's not good for the sport. No. But... I do think that there were points last year where it was just bananas. where It was bonkers. (laughs) There were some regional games where you just had to get it in the air. Right. And you were going to be okay. So I would like some sort of in between. Mm -hmm. I do want, what I do like about college baseball is that the highs are higher than they are in MLB where it's like, we could see a 26 to 23 game in college baseball, like every year in a regional and it's like, Oh wow, that's crazy. In MLB we'd be losing our shorts. Yeah. Our winter shorts, you know what I mean. Winter, yeah. And so I want to maintain that, but at the same time, I don't want that every week. I think is my pref- my preferred uh, state of play.
2: That seems. I think that's a fair a fair assessment. I'm just curious of anything. I don't even know where I want it to be. I just like. <laughs> Yeah, because it took us a while last season to kind of realize that it was getting into a whole new level. And uh, I, I think we will be less taken taken aback this year unless it reverts, in which case it will be very interesting. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Uh, Steven Shock, we are going to be doing a lot of these podcasts this year. What are you uh, excited about for us? I know not in the sport, but just like doing this podcast. What are some of the things that people can, can be looking forward to? Um, to from this podcast feed and and beyond in our in the Jake plus Jordan plus Stephen uh, world.
1: Well, from us you can expect a lot of pretty dumb bits, but bits we have fun with and we run to the ground because we we're, we're good captains. We're going to go down with our ship. um But you can also expect a lot of talk about college baseball, not necessarily the numbers of who's hitting the most home runs. Well, we'll probably talk about that, but. Not necessarily the nitty-gritty analytical stuff, but we'll be telling you about which Division Three player eats the most apples, who had the worst <laughs> dugout meals, stuff like that. Um, the, the way I look at it, if you want the smart people stuff of the analytical stuff, go to, go to Kendall and all of them. They got it for you. But if you want to know which pitcher pitched through diarrhea this weekend, come to us. We got you covered. They were covered. And now you will be covered. By us we will tell you about the diarrhea we will not diarrhea on you that's a disclaimer but just a lot of fun stuff we're just gonna mess around have some fun show you the good stuff in college baseball because it really is a gem of a sport and i feel like there's so much going on that a lot gets lost and i'm gonna do my best to make sure none of that gets lost
2: Well said, well said. Yes, we're going to be, of course, we're doing the podcast. We're going to do a little bit more experimenting with some live streams uh, during the week to get you ready for the weekend. We hope to be doing some more content IRL at some of the, maybe some of the early season tournaments, not just uh, waiting until Omaha to uh, get the whole uh, squad together. So we got a lot of exciting stuff uh, coming up this season. And like I said before, I'm just excited to be rolling from pitch one instead of hopping in, in the middle of March. So, I'm excited, Jake. Is there anything else we we want to tease before we uh, say goodbye on the end of? The- oh, I guess for the rest of the, the previews, we should talk about that. Oh yeah, good um, because we have more more preview podcasts coming your way in the coming weeks. Um, looking at at the the Power Five conferences and beyond, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll we we'll, are gonna get to get real specific, and uh, it's, it's, we're gonna have a good time. So looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, Jake, any any final words here? The only
0: things I want to tease, Jordan. I want to tease you. For not playing college baseball. What an idiot. Mm. I want to Mm -hmm. tease me for not being engaged or married. What an idiot. (laughs) And I don't want to tease Steve because I think he's perfect. No, I need it. Keep me
1: humble. This hat is shrinking on my head right
0: now. (laughs) What would I tease you about, Steve? Mm. I think you are the perfect human. Oh, my goodness.
1: I'm going to record this clip and play it to myself every morning for the rest of my life. (laughs) Just know that, Jake. I might make it my own.
0: Who needs <laughs> coffee, Steve? Who needs coffee? We do. Thank you all for listening to the first episode of the Shock Factor podcast of 2023. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, to the D1 Baseball feed on Apple, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts. Follow Steve on Twitter uh, at BigDonkey47. Let him know if there's anything in the college D1 world that you think we should know about, that Steve should know about. Reach out, we listen, we read, we got our ears open, and we are absolutely amped for the season to get rolling. Talk to everybody quite soon.